Hello there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Hail to the Chin podcast, the podcast that runs alongside the amazing Ash vs. Evil Dead TV show. Joined with my two hosts as usual, Sam and Steve. Say hello, hello, guys. Hello. Right. Hey, guys. We have got episode four ready to blast off. Brujo! Um, <laughs> you said it right this week. Yes, I did. I'm, I'm getting better at the whole Hispanic uh, or Mexican type thing. I've probably got it's, that wrong. <laughs> it's just the J is a... <laughs> Crichton from Red Dwarf. (laughs) But but anyway, um, so far the series has been going fucking phenomenal. Um, This episode, however, was just even better than everything, in my opinion. But we'll get to that in a moment. Are we all ready to uh, go or uh, do we want to mention anything at all, guys? Um, Yeah. Oh, go on, Stephen. Yeah, uh, just uh, first off, um, obviously, I just want to give a shout out, actually, to some people um, on Twitter uh, that we've been speaking to over the last sort okay. of few weeks. Fantastic, great, uh, great chats with them. Uh, Evil Dead News, uh, Michael P. Shipley, uh, Deadites Online. Um, we've just been just cracking wires about Ash versus Evil Dead. Mm. Everyone's loving it. And obviously, a massive shout out, definitely, to the folks over at Ash versus Evil Dead um sort of main twitter and yeah. obviously ray and dana uh for just being so cool and interactive with the fans i've i've not really seen this kind of interaction with fans it's really good isn't it and it's very it's, open and they're like it's not they're not just sort of stock replies either each of them are really personally replying to people it's really good to see exactly you you hit the nail on the head it's amazing interaction with the fans i absolutely love it and obviously a shout out to groovy bruce not that he needs it but <laughs> you know he's why we watch it yeah sam but, did you have something as well sorry steve cutting you short there no, <laughs> so, no, no that, that was it really just um because the evil Dead community online has come together to support the show uh 90 of the evil Dead community is supporting the show there are some nitpickers but we'll get mm. into that later mm. but yeah I, i'm just loving the interactivity with the cast and the crew and rob tappert for like even retweeting fans yeah kind of comments it's amazing yeah um, i mean what i want to say obviously you said you know shout out to dana and um ray i mean obviously thanks to them for coming on our show as well you know um we really you know there's some there's some cool interviews we've got there on the channel also um we recorded another few this week. Um, not only are we sort of covering, as I've said before, not only are we covering Ash versus Evil Dead, we're sort of covering the whole Evil Dead universe. And um, we recorded a, a handful of um, interviews with, uh, I mean, who did we have? We had um, Betsy Annie Baker, Hicks. yeah, well, Betsy yep. Baker, who was uh, Linda in the original Evil Dead, uh, Danny Hicks, who mm-hmm. played um, Jake. Jake, yeah, <laughs> and um, Jake the scumbag, yep. and Sarah <laughs> Berry, who played, uh, is it Annie Noble? And Inobi. Yeah, all of them. Brilliant episodes. I still couldn't get how much she still sounded like Annie from from the the second movie. It was crazy. Crazy. It's it's, yeah, it's been great. It's it's amazing to be able to reach out and just talk to not like not just the cast and the crew, but the the fans Mm. and just to feel that kind of global sort of like community for and to, and to really appreciate how much of a cult phenomenon Evil Dead actually is, that it's not just a handful of guys, you know, over where we are. It's mm. it's, it's it's all over the place. There are pockets of fans that uh, is 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 and and it's like as, as they've already said, it was very fan driven. If it wasn't for the Without fans, it wouldn't have happened. And mm. it's and it's it looks like like you've already pointed out, Steve, as well. Dana Ray. 
um, Bruce, uh, Tapper, they're all reaching out to the fans because they deserve, and, and Bruce himself as well, they all deserve the recognition, you know, and, and I think everyone in, in the Ash vs. Evil Dead team is letting, is, is basically thanking them for it, for the way the interaction's going. They, they knew the fans wanted it. The fans have been egging it for years and quite rightly, and they're literally, if anything, reaping their thanks on the fans themselves. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I think it's fantastic because, to be honest, not only they are, it, not only are um, the Ash versus Evil Dead uh, sort of like Twitter team interacting with fans, they get it. They get what Ash means to people, and they mm. get what the Evil Dead sort of like universe, or you could say multiverse, depending on how you oh, sort yeah. of like see, see the whole reboot, remake, reimagining. Mm. You know, which we'll deal with as well at some point. But yeah. yeah. They they get it, and it's really sort of like a breath of fresh air to have, um, sort of like some social media contact with representatives from a show that aren't just punching in nine to five. I'll send out some robotic kind of style tweets. Mm. Yeah, like you know I, I mean? said, like yeah. stock replies. It doesn't look yeah. like that. Anyway, yeah, yeah, and um, obviously their 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 interviews are just the beginning. You know, we've got plenty more coming out. Um, and lined up in in the next few weeks so keep an eye out for them obviously on the YouTube and the iTunes iTunes but nevertheless guys should we uh, get to let's, this let's yeah. do this we've got and it on Stars, yep, Stars yeah, Original Presents Hail to the Chin on Twitter oh yeah Hail to number two the Chin on Twitter that's Hail to number two the Chin and if you type in just Hail to the Chin podcast or Hail to the Chin on YouTube look for channels and you'll see us right away but anyway Let's get on with it. Stars Originals presents. Are we ready to go? Yeah. Do you want me to count you in? Yeah. As usual, Sam. Three, two, one. Play. Play. Stars Originals presents. And boom. Oh, brilliant artwork. Well, it is. It's still one of the best things that I love most about the show mm. is is that artwork. And it's quite sad, really, that it's sort of like I can be so attached to some random artwork but it's not it's just beautifully done it is it's nice as well the little recaps they've captured everything that is still one of the best deadites we've seen mm. they just can't leave that chainsaw or dive out either mm. well it goes perfectly back to army of darkness where he jumps up mm. and catches mm. the chainsaw on Hell his hand. because yeah. I mean, that was a badass moment that was like you just from that one scene you knew what kind of film you were watching <laughs> it was just gonna yeah. be it's it's almost like someone. It's almost like fan fiction, but made yeah. by the original director. Yeah. He's, he even looks great as a dead eye too. The bookshop keeper, like, really looks awful. You know. I thought he was going to be like a cool uh, sort of secondary callback character, but they've just clearly not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Evil Dead doesn't do cool secondary callback characters. It's pretty much you're in it. You you you're dead. You're worm yeah. food. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm totally chains- in love with Lucy Lawless. Chainsaw yeah. banter. She, I'll tell you what, Lucy Lawless to me. You look at you look at badasses in in like the movie and television world. You've got you've got two in my opinion that look and can get away with being a badass instantly. That's Sigourney Weaver and it demonstrated there Lucy Lawless. She mm-hmm. just kicks ass, man. And Linda Hamilton from Terminator. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, of course, Linda Hamilton. And Michelle Rodriguez from Fast and Furious. Yeah, I don't know. She, but she just typically looks like a rough and 
tumble sort of girl, whereas Sigourney and Lucy don't, you know. <laughs> a rough and tumble girl. <laughs> hey, zing. What am I rough and tumbling? Now, did anyone at this point, did it sort of occur to anybody, like with Kelly, like vomiting out of the car, did it occur just saying, saying ain't right with her? Like she's of, of some importance in this, like a bit more than just a sidekick. Well, yeah, because we're not as dumb as Ash. <laughs> because uh, as you point out, every time the lights flicker, Ash is still like, what's going on? What's mm-hmm. going on? It's, it's like, like in the upcoming scene with the radio. In there. Yeah. It's like a deer uh, head starts laughing. It's like, hmm. Oh, wow. It's yeah. not right here. It's like, Ash, come on. <laughs> Behave. <laughs> but what I like, actually, is because obviously we were talking about Elegos the other day and about how it's a raw uh, dead eye out of a meat suit. Yeah, you know, hasn't hasn't possessed anyone, and I know we're getting trouble for using the term meat suit because I'm obviously jacking that from another TV show. But you know, I watched that. I watched that show as well. <laughs> um, and obviously, the portal that I was saying that if you hit it with a book, maybe the way the flames kind of like died down in the mouth was like Elegos has been sucked back into hell. Yeah, maybe. But yeah. What we're going to get from this is obviously that it, the book's mouth is the mouth to hell mm. and it wasn't necessarily sucking anything back it was just merely closing yeah 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 like t- just a temporary shut almost yeah well, yeah yeah the hell so... mouth is closing i'm sorry that's stolen from another tv show the hell mouth that's a that's a buffy reference there what i like about this scene as well is this the first time we ever see the false oh yeah it oh, is, yes, isn't it? i know i know thank you for bringing that up and i didn't <laughs> know how i would feel about seeing the and... force for the first time but well, you've seen it before sense. in Lost in the uh, in the, on no, the island. Right. The Fools. Yeah, it's I, simple I, enough, though, isn't it? Yeah, mm. I, I, I'm allowed to bring up Buffy. Do not bring up Lost. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> right. I only said that because I knew how much it would get on your. On Don't your lower the tone. It just so, looks so good, doesn't it? Mm. It makes sense because the Force is it's something you can't see, but because it travels with a Force, yeah. it's going to pick up a ton of debris. Yeah. So it is almost like a tornado. A tornado, you wouldn't see a tornado unless it had all that water vapor and all the uh, sort of cows, Dorothy Gosh. and the Wicked Witch going through, yeah. would you? Oh, does does come across vicious, doesn't it? Hey, I managed to get a uh, Wizard of Oz reference in there. Oz Amazing. Oz the, Oz the Great and Powerful, Sam hmm. Raimi. The bloody nitrous as well. What the fuck? What a, what a pathetic attribution to put in your car. Like, that just goes to show still, Ash just does not have... Anything good to spend his like value stock cash check on at all, does he? Nitrous in his own damn car. <laughs> yeah, but I love this because this is literally exactly what you would expect from if Bruce Campbell was in a Fast and <laughs> Furious it, film. Bitch, as well, <laughs> the quote. Brilliant. He drives a banger. He's absolutely useless, but we'd love him. And he is the greatest hero of all time. Yeah. Which is weird because if you think about it, as I said probably before, Evil Dead is the only horror franchise where the main character is actually a protagonist. Mm. Yeah, almost. Every, yeah. Other horror, every other horror franchise, the, the, the main character everyone loves is actually the, the bad guy. They're the serial killer. Mm. Now, I love this coming up. Eric just literally won. Because, again, it, it builds that mythos and that law of, like, you know, the balance between good and evil, yeah. our world and their world. But yeah. um, when, when Ash says, um, was it 12 more payments... Yeah, and, my car and, the, and it's mine. And the car's paid for. Now, that's really clever screenwriting. Yeah. Because, one, Ash is the kind of character who is useless enough to actually still be paying off a beat-up 
30 car. Year old, 30 years ago. A 40 year old car, isn't it? Really? Oh, yeah. He, to me, this is believable that he'd still be paying that car off, but also mm. ambiguously allows them wriggle room to suggest that when he came back from the 1300s after Army of Darkness, yep. he bought the same car again. Yeah. Speaking. It, sorry, finish, Steve. Go on. It just, it just allows them to have, like I say, that ambiguity where if they don't get the rights to Army of Darkness, no harm, no foul. Mm. If they do get the rights, no harm, no foul. Do you get what I mean? It will yeah. weave it will weave in seamlessly mm. because they're being very clever about how they refer to certain things. Yeah. Now you mentioning Army of Darkness um as a refer as a reference, uh, or or at least they're sort of hinting slightly, and we then can look back at the what what the law the TV show is adding to, but this particular scene even with like lucy lawless like between the two of them like something happens in a moment where i was just like completely didn't expect it completely didn't i don't know really think about it ever happening but another addition to the law is when obviously she pulls out the trunk we'll see it in a moment but that just adds so much more again to the law and the story to mm. which it, it, we know where the story came from and what we what timeline we are sticking to yeah gruesome. and, and <laughs> automatic automatically you can see that you can see the fan service but also not just the attention that's gone into satisfying the fans but you already know you can pe- like you can like envision um envision uh lucy laura's uh is um characters uh sort of storyline her, mm, ba- her, mm. her her past yeah just by that nod that's coming up. Yeah. And obviously I know so like Sam Raimi has said that the show, um, the army of darkness is canon to the show. Yeah. However, they still do have to skirt around it and for, for the, for the time being. Yeah. <laughs> Cause just because Sam Raimi says that army of darkness is canon doesn't mean they can make their references yet. No, of course. Has anybody guessed um, what who this guy reminds me of? Denzel from uh, Only Fools. <laughs> no, no, no. You shut up with Denzel, Jesus. <laughs> he, remind, he reminds me of Rob Schneider from Bedtime Stories. Rob Schneider? <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> you've never seen the scene where um, Adam Sandler's looking at the red Ferrari and he's like, are you saying this can be mine? And he's, you know, that, that, when, he comes to, when he's trying to be like the mystical Indian-like guy. Dean, come off just, it! Did you just bring Rob Schneider and ask in, anyone to have a callback to bedtime <laughs> stories? Just, Six it, years or seven years after it came out, just the, the the way he talks, it reminds me of the mystical guy that Rob Schneider played in bedtime stories. That's all. Rob Schneider is a blah 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 blah. blah, blah Rob blah, Schneider blah. is a bro. The stapler. The stapler. Right. Okay. Officially, you're let off now, Sam, for bringing up Lost because he brought Bollocks. up Rob Schneider. <laughs> Dean's now on the shit list. <laughs> I like as well how concerned Ash is at this point, but still how cocky he tries to be. He's it's so just, insecure. It's just it's just what he's like, though, isn't it? Yeah. I love it. But, uh, like he's still not, you know, all this funny stuff happening with um, Kelly, and he's just still just but, doesn't yeah, get yeah, any, any the least bit suspicious or or concerned. Yeah. <laughs> He's just, he's just too concerned about himself half the time. Mm. That's the problem. But 
that's why we love the, the character though can i just express and say how how brilliantly acted that that's this whole scene from dana is like i think it's it's not corny it's not cheesy or anything she generally looks petrified for the yeah. fact that she doesn't know whether she believes much of what's going on anyway look she's still concerned she still doesn't think it's right and she's not even open about explaining what she's just felt like to ash ray or ray's uncle but again that goes back to the quality of the writing because you've got a show that is it's fun entertaining it, but it's also scary. Mm. It's meta. It's doing fan service, and you normally will see that in one, like in an episode of something. You'll you'll have some funny bits, some scary bits. But you've got one scene there where you've got some funny stuff going on. But at the exact same time, the exact same scene, you've got something really yeah, creepy, some serious going drama on. going on. Yeah. <laughs> Just sitting in um, Brujo's, uh what drug almost. See shamans center ah yes shaman center i like it i prefer that <laughs> was it or, or is it cashel center cashel i know i know where that's that's the toilet paper isn't it <laughs> i hope i don't get done for that joke i love how just ash is still <laughs> making dinner there muchacho he's still just so ignorant such an arsehole but yeah we just love him <laughs> but um Going back as well to this, I mean, there's been some sort of like negative stuff on Twitter about this episode. A lot of people saying about it, it's too dumb, what? it's too much like Army of Darkness. I saw a comment on YouTube um, that replied to a review of the actual first episode. This was on a um, uh, some some other guy's YouTube, right? And they were saying how the the show is a real letdown and it's an absolute load of rubbish because. It doesn't recapture the visceral experience of the original like the 2013 remake, reboot, reimagining did. Uh, but I'm sorry. Yeah, like, I, I don't remember the original Evil Dead being a purely visceral horror experience. It is darkly warped humor as well. Yeah. <laughs> and also, it's, it's, it's a franchise that's grown, expanded, and transcended from being yeah. a horror. Yeah, it's gone from horror to comedy. Now, what's what franchise has successfully done that and succeeded at it massively? And thirty it, years on, is now a television franchise. You know, yeah, the, the balance between horror and comedy. And I just couldn't understand the experience because, as uh, so the um, the comment because they were saying that, you know, link likening the first Evil Dead to the remake, and I was like, but I I'm, I just didn't understand. I just don't think they understood just the whole evil dead thing in general yeah even though i agree yeah even though they reckon they'd seen the first film when they were five years old and saw army of darkness at the cinema (laughs) now this is the um this is the scene i was talking about earlier how it's adding more to the lore of what what universe of evil dead were coming from the fact that army of darkness isn't existing that no one expected this (laughs) no one expected ash's hand whatsoever well, I did because in the first really? episode, well, in the first episode, El Jefe, when there was that crawling sound, I was like, oh my God, will it be the hand? Will it be the hand? Oh, no, but I don't think anyone was expecting Lucy to pull that like, out personally. No, definitely. But what a great addition, still. Like, what more lore to it? The fact that she's been back to the cabin the, the, and she's managed to capture the hand. So cool. Well, I mean, the hand was the co star to the second film. <laughs> you know, do you know what I mean? It, it, was, it was Ash, the hand, then Danny Hicks. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love the he him just saying, look, I had three bagels for breakfast. Maybe it's being all soaked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so weird though, as well, because he Ash has seen everything, and yet he's still such a skeptic. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, he's unleashed sort of the deadites. He's been through everything. He's gone back in time, you know, apparently to yeah, the and, medieval times. And yet he still can't believe that someone will do it, you know. And yeah, someone's being, yeah. he's being skeptic over a drink that could like free his mind. Not to mention that there's trans-dimensional demons trying to attack him, but you know. Exactly, exactly yes. Yeah. An acid trip won't help me at all because I'm Ash. God, that. that so cool just him tripping out even the comments he makes mm. this reminds me of like just this is like straight out of like Howard and kumar or some yeah. like jump jump street when yeah. they're tripping balls the eyeball though in the mouth is pure drag me to hell oh yeah, yeah about that but sam Raimi loves that the whole eyeball thing is freaky as shit mm. why do you have an eyeball in your mouth and the, you <laughs> don't bite it <laughs> You think back to Army of Darkness, the first thing when the uh, little mini ash is like when that one mini ash goes inside him, yep. the first thing to appear is the uh, eyeball in his shoulder. Yeah, I love Man, this just creepy. random montage of yeah. just like TV clips. It's just seventies his world, isn't it? You know, he just spent his like childhood growing up watching TV, then yeah. obviously all the porn, and then like Playboy, yeah, and, and then, then to the, the cabin. cabin. It, it's, it is it's genius writing because it does it, it like charts out what Ash has been doing for the last. <laughs> Well, most of his life, basically. Well, it explains the way he's the way he is, just sat in front yeah. of the TV. Yeah, this and is I love the well. white snake. This is the montage, montage. again, yeah. talking about law, the montage of him tr- clearly, he just skipped he just skipped the country. He skipped states because he could clearly couldn't handle what happened. And he's it's just, just been, so good. He's just been on the run and hit the beer, hit the drugs, he's hit the women. He's got nothing he can deal with. <laughs> it's so good and so clever, like you were saying, Steve. It's just brilliant writing. I think because I almost pissed my pants when I first saw the montage of him yeah. going around to all the value stops because it was like, obviously, Indiana Jones, you get a montage like that, don't you, when he's traveling across countries. Yeah. But this is this is Ash we're talking about. He's going around value stops. And the only place he can work is where he keep, just keeps working. <laughs> yeah. He can't move into anything else. And obviously, okay. being a fan of Kevin Smith as well, it hits that clerks kind of note for me as well. So. I got excited seeing this scene for the first time. I was like, oh, shit, they're going back to the cabin. Oh, yeah. See, I thought that as well, being in the forest and stuff. I really thought he was going to sort of trace his steps back to where it all began. Mm. Well, he's, that's what he's doing, isn't yeah. he? He's tracing it back. But this is actually generally creepy. This is like some Slenderman. So, yeah. It's like Silent Hill style Ash. There's been a lot of Army of Darkness style referencing in this particular episode. For instance, even now with the whole dirt being thrown on Ash's face and him spitting mm. and spluttering. Uh, the eyeball again. Just Steve because, just because they this... don't have the rights to directly reference property and um, yeah. have scenes yeah. doesn't mean they can't, you know, have homage. Yeah, like hom- homages. Homage. This bit coming up here. Um, uh, the Ash vs Evil Dead Twitter ran a competition to caption this. You know, when oh, you yeah, see, Steve, yeah, Steve, I was yeah. meant to comment. Yeah, yeah. When, when, like, next time you saw Face Evil, what do you do? And the line in this is like, I, you know, it's coming up. It's like, I take my chainsaw and shove it so down, uh, oh, sh- down, so down throat. for the throat. Yeah, they'll be shitting out. Um, but I, I replied, um, I'll take my boomstick and shove it so down, so far down their throat. They'll be shitting lead for a month. And it was so close. It's so close. And I was so just like, close. oh, my God. <laughs> <clears throat> I could have written that. 
It's your trip, Ash. <laughs> yeah, it's my trip. So, and even the look, Harry just peers up to, up top is so Harold and Kumar. Mm. <laughs> even the green screen of looking out over um over the bay on that little dock. <laughs> Sweet <laughs> shit house, mamas. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting a bit excited here yeah. now and again because, but this is what this episode is. It is such a fanboy episode. Mm, mm. Jacksonville. Again, more law. The fact, the fact that he mentions going. Well, he was meant to go to Jacksonville with Linda, but instead they went to the cabin and it changed everything. Yeah. I, I'll, actually, I'll pull up. Mm. I'll pull you up on one thing. Not you personally, but mm. um, obviously in El Jefe, he says. Some friends and I went to a cabin. Yeah. And then this one, it's more just him and Linda to the cabin. Yeah, yeah. Now, I love, I love the fact as well. Sorry, I just want to jump in that. Yeah. The first thing he thinks about when he's got two hands is like, now I need two beers. Yeah. Again, another Army of Darkness reference. Pablo building a hand. When I saw this um, as well, when he pulled out the box of video games mm. and she's like, we're not going to play video games. Like, no, no, I'm going to build Ash a hand. He pulls out the basically a, the, the a Nintendo. Non, yeah, well, yeah, yeah a, a, a non-copyrighted power glove. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when I went straight on Photoshop and I was like, bang, 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 power glove. It's yep. bad. So bad. <laughs> I, do, I do think this little piece of chemistry between Ray and Dana here, or Kelly or Pablo, was abs- an absolutely fantastic scene. Both... Brilliant acting from each other, in my opinion. Really, really good. That's because you love Dana. Let's be honest. <laughs> Evil Dana is fucking hot. I, 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 like <laughs> Rachel's probably going to listen to this, my wife. But as, as a TV character, I was a bit like, fucking hell. And so being is... like doing things like this, though, like when I say to the wife, like, oh, she's like, she's like, ooh, and I'm just like, oh, I sit there and say, I'm not, it's not like I'm ever going to get to meet her or talk to her. And then I'm like, well, oh, wait. Then again, well, well, funny <laughs> you say that. I do, fancy, I do end up you, meeting and talking to Funny you say that. My my wife, Rachel, she was like, oh, she listened to the Pablo interview and she was like, it was really, really good. And she was, she's asked like three times when the Dana interview was going to be up. And I was like, oh, when I, I edit out all the incriminating <laughs> things. <laughs> Yeah, edit, editing out the uh, licking sound of the microphone. Ha! I just want to get back to how great their acting is at the moment. With Dana all being all sort of sultry and sort of ah. vicious, and even looking in the mirror and the yeah, Deadite. Th- oh, so good. Such a again, good Deadite. Again, that's going back to the whole sort of like, you know, taking on, you know, possessing a body, taking on, you know, a vessel. Mm-hmm. You know, Deadites. That's Elegos, the Deadite, and takes yeah. on now, and Elegos now he looks like Dana. Uh, elegant, elegant. Yeah. Now here from Pablo as well. He's like trying not to flirt, but at the same time being like, hello, Kelly. Such a brilliant scene between them both. <laughs> Pablo's first look up and down her just to make sure. Is, she, is that her? Hmm. See, another thing that's all like people have been saying about is the 30 minute runtime. Because obviously... It's such an intense, fast-paced kind of, you know, episode. Each episode is very fast-paced. Mm. Um, and most 45-minute shows have that sort of like three-act structure per show, but also that links into an over-arcing storyline for yes. the entire season. Whereas, obviously, Ash vs. Evil Dead, it, it doesn't have any of those monsters of the week kind of 
episodes like and the yeah the, the, the drag out episodes is mm. literally like a three hour evil dead film just like dismembered cut up into individual sort of like episodes, you know parts mm. Mm. but I, I think if people accept that i think they'll enjoy it a lot more yeah well, especially uh, this episode it's this is a cliffhanger is it it's not like a, a finished story is it, it just continues <laughs> yeah oh, God, God. ash just looks such he looks so cool, but it was like Eli sitting on his little beer beer box as well. <laughs> Two beers in hand. <laughs> just, I just love it. I just love it. Dragon. It's quite sad as well thinking about it because you think like, oh, all he ever wanted was just a simple life, you know? Yeah. Grab yeah. a beer and look at the bay. <laughs> he can't even have that. And to be able to talk to Eli. Yeah. No, actually, do you know what, Sam? Uh, I actually really didn't think of it that like that, but that is actually really, really sort really of amazing good in point. Depth look, yeah, that's a really great point. That his dream is Jacksonville. It's not even. It's not something. No offense to anyone residents of Jacksonville right now, but it's it's nothing out of this world, is it? It's just he wants just a very normal life, couple of beers, you know, nice little city, nice you know, nice life. Hmm. I think, do you reckon we're going to get an episode that's sort of like a real in-depth to looking at him and seeing, you know, that he is lonely and he's suffering, you know, because he is all laughing and joking, but obviously that's just, you know, a cover for probably what he's actually feeling inside. Yeah. Well, well um, wasn't Elagos his, like, the total nerd demon's uh, attributes, he preys on the emotionally weak. That's it, yeah. And Ash is... Emotionally, emotionally weak. weak. He's yeah. just a very. He's got a lot of bravado. Mm. It's a lot of. A lot of it is like a false kind of shell, isn't it? Mm. Even that surrender, Ash. Oh. Back in the cabin. Yeah. This is a really, really disturbing little scene. This reminds me a little bit of that film, uh, Mama. Have you ever seen that? No, no, I haven't. But I can. I can understand where you're coming from. But the creepy, weird thing in the cabin. But again, ninety percent of horror films. Yeah. But <laughs> a great flip from something really funny, really cool for fans to horror. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Go on, Eli. We've keep covered it. I fucking love Eli, man. Eli's e- quality. <laughs> Eli for a spin-off show, mate. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of like man with a screaming brain. And now look, like you've just said, you've been going to like very serious dramatized scenes you to, to horror and now to an army of darkness quirky stupidity with his head in the in the um test tubes. It's like three three major factors special effects in the world. Yeah. But three major sort of genres in literally the space of what, a minute? Mm. Almost in the same scene. In, yeah. yeah, practically the same scene. Value stop. But I love that when the uh, jars are breaking, it's like, you know, I'm not a clerk anymore, you know, I'm, mm. so I'm not going to clean that up. <laughs> yeah. like, he's, always, he's always got something. He's always got a line to come back with. Can you imagine him and Randall being in the same movie? Oh, Jesus God, no Christ. shit would get done. <laughs> no shit would get done. Just, I, I, I was just about to comment then the little Evil Dead Two reference there, plant pot on the head. Eli giving him a bit of a gang talk. Uh, what was it? Well, bit of a chat to spruce him up, spruce in the Brucey. That's it. 
intimidating the dead eye. Isn't it? Isn't it funny as well how the little toy looks a little <laughs> like Linda? Yeah. <laughs> the eye obsession again. Yeah. I, I do like the uh, the doll because and the whole sort of like doll face mm. quote is brilliant. Because obviously Sam Raimi put the China doll, didn't he, in the uh, yes. Oz Great and Powerful? Yeah. <clears throat> I do like as well how how stars allow the script writing to be very free in the sense of the insults that Ash throws around. It's nice to actually hear him say, fuck, shit, and this, that, mm. the other. You know? Good acting from Bruce as well with, with him strangling well, Dana. Stumbling and bumbling, isn't it? Yeah. It's like his best Frankenstein kind of <laughs> zombie impression. Yeah. Pablo sorry, 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 sorry. His best Frankenstein's monster slash creation ah. impression. Just before anyone jumps on, they go, no, Frankenstein was the scientist. <laughs> Dana loves Pablo. Well, she loves Judy. She does. You're telling me she doesn't? Demise, though. <laughs> oh, I hate cliffhangers. <laughs> Do you know what the trouble just is? Just consider it a commercial break. Yes. Yeah. Because you get into it so much that suddenly they, that, that ending comes out of nowhere. Because it, does, it doesn't have that kind of, like I was saying, that structure where, oh, you know, this is the ending. It's just suddenly, boom. And you're like, oh, my God, because you're so engrossed in it. Yeah. No, it, like, I didn't even for, for once during when I first watched it, I, at any point did I not sit there and move to find out what the time was, like how many, how much time was left. But then it was because it was so, I was so engrossed in it, a 30 minute episode. It didn't phase me. Even if I knew that it was 30 minutes, it was just for the fact that it just cut just there. And then I was just like, Oh, come on. Mm. I, I personally would rather them each season, uh, especially season two with obviously Ted Raimi, mm-hmm. you know, I would rather them just make 10 episodes, just go out and film a three, three and a half hour Evil Dead basic epic and then just slice it up and show it rather yeah. than try and do 24 episodes a season, try and make every episode part of the story arc overall, but also a self-contained story mm. because I, that's just not what Ash and Eve, like the versus, versus Evil Dead should be really. You know, it, it's unique to its own thing. You don't want it to be another kind of walking dead you know you, if you want something like that you've got supernatural so i'm just loving every second of this show i can't i can't begin to exp- i can't even begin to start if you was to sit there and say pros and cons i couldn't even mention anything negative in my opinion like you were saying as well steve how people have have, have even sparked on this particular episode that there were bits here and there that they didn't like that every single episode so far I've not once sat there and just been like, ah, that one was better. Uh, this one weren't so good. Every single one of them has been brilliant, in my opinion. Everything yeah. about them has stood out and has been absolutely fantastic. The only episode that was like a sort of like slight dip was obviously bait. But that was because, as we said, it had to just quickly tie off the loose ends of El Jefe mm-hmm. and then and transition into Books and Beyond. But it, that's... See, if you, if Bates the low point, fuck me. That's like that's like saying an A star that is a low point in your academic career. Yeah, mm. I'm just I'm just so happy that every episode seems to add more to the backstory of the stuff that we don't know. Like for instance, in 
uh, books from beyond, the fact that we could see how the Necronomicon was being made. And then in this particular episode, we were really getting to know where uh, Lucy Lawless's character was coming from, the fact she'd been back to the cabin. And then the hand still has some sort of back, well, some sort of importance for the fact of her saying for 30 years it hasn't done anything. And now it's just suddenly started moving. It's just everything just adds up so well. There's some things we brought up in um in the interviews with some like the Evil Dead slash Evil Dead Two people. Mm. Obviously, I don't want to say them here because obviously we haven't released them yet. But watching this episode is sort of you know made me think that they are possible. You know some no absolutely yeah. The more there's going to be more and more throwbacks, you know that we don't know about. I really really hope like because we've already spoken in well we've already heard from Ray. And Dana interviews that there is a possible idea of, or it, we're just waiting for it, essentially, the time travel side of things. Mm. I'm really, really hoping that there is a scene, even if it's for the just the, the nostalgic <laughs> and the drama, and even just to see maybe a different Ash, or maybe an, an emotional scene from Bruce himself to go back to the cabin to where it all began, either him revisiting it or going back in time to when it all started, just... It'd be nice to just see what do you, Ash would do. What I what, 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 what know, I was thinking about was um, an alternate universe. You mm. know, not an alternate. What's that supernatural episode, Steve? Um, is what it one? the is it the Jinx or something? Where um, the Jinx? It, oh, I can't remember. Where um, basically Dean gets stung by it or something, and in his head he's living the alternate alternate universe where he's married and got a kid or whatever. Oh, oh no, yeah, that's the, that's the Jin. Jin, that's the one. Yeah, sort of like a similar situation in this where, and that could be where I was saying before, you know, addresses addresses uh, Ash's, you know, Lonely. like the like the life that he want all he wants is a yeah. to live a normal life, not even a normal life because sitting on a porch, on a lake, you know, just looking looking out at the lake drinking a beer is not <laughs> really much to ask at all, is it? Anyone no. can do it. And, um, basically, basically, you mean the ending of My Name is Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where, where it's that 1950s style happy ending, leave it to beaver shit. Steve, yeah, but, what was you... Oh, sorry, Sam. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I reckon that that is a possibility. Probably not well, not in this season, but in season two. Mm. You know, like an alternate universe, Ash. You know, he's not working in S-Smart. He's got a good job or, you know, he's got someone he loves. He's probably married to Linda or someone, you mm. know. And all his friends are still alive. I, I just think I would actually really like after they've done enough seasons to make it make sense for Ash to be able to go back to that night as an older Ash and stop the evil in the cabin before he gets there or yeah, something. Yeah. And then and then fade away with a massive tear rolling down our eyes as he fades away. But he gets to be the normal guy that he always should be it's it could be quite emotional as well you could i mean we're, we're obviously thinking of stuff what could like sam like like sam said what could possibly be done in maybe season two but well, the way i see, could see, season six. Oh, season sorry six. yeah well yeah yeah sorry but i'm gonna milk this for everything it's the tv worth. movie like... that wraps it up yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> but like yeah, six, six be, seasons in a movie it would be interesting maybe if it came to a point where Ash got the opportunity or maybe everything's sort of unky dory in the end. He gets the opportunity to either go back to where it all began that day instead of going to, um, uh, um, uh, instead of, uh, no, well, instead of going to the cabin in Michigan to to actually go into Jacksonville, would he be happy with that? Not knowing what that future holds, or would he be happy with the fact he's got two friends in, um, 
in uh, Pablo and Kelly or even what happens even in this sort of story? Does he get the chance to go back, sort things out and live the happy life that he wanted? The simple life that Sam said isn't exactly much to ask for. Or if everything ends up hunky-dory in this timeline, would he be happy for the fact that he's just met two people and maybe rediscovered himself? It would be fucking interesting. It, it depends how the characters or like storylines for like um, sort of Pablo and Kelly pan out because I could quite easily see a situation much like the quantum leap finale mm. where Sam Beckett chooses his final, well, not his final leap, but the final leap we see, he goes back in time to tell Al's wife that Al is still alive and wait for him. And then, so he sacrificed his chance to be happy and go home yeah. for, his, for his friend. So I could, could see that Ash is the most self-obsessed character of all time making something like that at the very end of his journey like a huge decision a decision that it's he's happy to like to fade away Mm. or deal with it to yeah because he realizes the improvements he's made to other people's lives yeah no yes that's 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 the better the better better way to describe what i was saying yeah whether he would be happy with that yeah suddenly the character kind of becomes good like not not becomes good but um you know you know i'm saying Mm mm-hmm Sam, so you got anything else more to add, matey? Um, no, not really. Um, we should be doing something really cool this coming Monday, but we'll report on that once done. Very Ash vs. Evil Dead related. Um, yes. In and, the flesh as well. Oh, yes. And, of course, um, the fact that we've got the interviews that we're ready to drop uh, yep. here and there within yep. the Evil Dead universe. Yep, Betsy Baker. Um, Danny Hicks. Yep, and uh, Sarah Berry. And um, okay. we've obviously got up more in the that are confirmed and in the pipeline. So yeah, mm-hmm. just keep keep them yeah. coming. And we're going to work still working on um, other materials for the for the YouTube channel. I think Steve, you've got access now to like all your old Evil Dead gear. Yeah, yeah, I've got all my uh, DVD collection, my VHS collection and stuff. Obviously, I made a you know interesting video, which was obviously uh, Ashes Road so far. That you know is kind of like a musical montage that looks uh, you know at how Ash went from the cabin back to the cabin, back mm-hmm. in time to where he is now. Yeah, so check that on YouTube. That's Hail to the Chin on YouTube. Just search for it. You'll see our channel, and subscribe. The more you subscribe, the more you like, the more you get. Yeah, exactly. As well, follow us on Twitter at Hail Two. That's the number two. Hail Two the chin uh, <laughs> as simple as that I, I feel like i have to repeat it though because yeah someone else <laughs> someone else has how to the chin and it kind of annoys me that's gonna, <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be on your deathbed going that's two the number two number two asshole <laughs> <laughs> we're on facebook as well just search how to the chin with the normal two t-o to the chin and um steve we've got a tumblr as well which you're, you're keeping quite active yeah, it's Tumblr as well, which is how to the chin, believe you or not. But... <laughs> and oh, you, yes. go, you can go on Blogger as well to Blogspot and look up hailtothechin.blogspot.com. Yeah. Um... yeah. <laughs> We're everywhere. This is probably as much advertisement as we can possibly do now. <laughs> um, I guess that was a fantastic, uh, well, I, I guess it was a fantastic episode, fantastic episode of the podcast let alone a tv show well, i was gonna say it's a fantastic episode of ash versus evil dead and i'm really sorry for ruining it for you by listening to us while you watch it <laughs> yeah uh, oh well um it's always there to watch without us but we do encourage you to watch it with us yeah so um yeah until next time everybody any last words guys when evil shows up it blows up <laughs> <laughs>